Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to The Inner Life here on this Tuesday, the memorial of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Now, as we get started today, do you remember what it was like as a child when your mom or your dad, they'd say, hey, get in the car, but you didn't know where you were going. You didn't need to know all the details of the trip. All you knew was that they were driving somewhere and you were along for the ride. When I was eight years old, my father, he did exactly that. He, my mom and I, we were all down visiting my sister where she lived in California, just a little outside of San Francisco. And it was summer, and one of those mornings of our visit, my dad, he just said, hey, come along with me. And we went out to the driveway of my sister's little house, and he told me to get in our Ford Granada. And that kind of dates the <laughs> when this happened. But I hopped in, and I put on my seatbelt, and my dad, we started driving, but he didn't say where we were going. And as an eight-year-old child, I don't know how long it took me to finally ask, where are we going? And I also don't remember his exact response, but I know that my dad, he was pretty vague in his answer. One of his common responses when I would ask that, you know, where are we going? He would often respond with, oh, we're just going up the spout. And so I just sat and I watched as we drove on for a while and I was staring out the window as the scenery was passing by, not really paying that much attention to what was coming up. And after a good bit of driving, not quite an hour, but definitely more than a half hour, my father, he pulled up into a parking lot and I didn't notice what the sign was, but uh, we got out of the car. He had me follow him through this long parking lot until we came up to some gates where we stood behind a few people in line. And my father, he ended up paying for us to go through, paid an, an admission. And as we walked through, I finally understand, understood where he had driven us. We had just passed through the entrance for uh, an amusement park called Great America. It's located just outside of San Jose. And this was the first time that I had been to any sort of amusement park, and I absolutely fell in love with the atmosphere. And we spent the day going on all kinds of rides. I went on my very first true roller coaster, this big wooden roller coaster called the Grizzly. And I can remember my nervousness, the hesitation I had looking up at this big, massive ride. But my dad, he was right next to me. And I didn't want to chicken out, and so I gulped down any fear, and I put on a brave face, and I sat down to ride the Grizzly, and I did. I loved all of it, all of the rides, the games, the carnival types of food that they had there. And then late that afternoon, we drove back to my sister's house, me smiling and bouncing in my seat in the car from the excitement of having spent that day at Great America. And that memorable day, all the fun, it started with me simply listening to my father that morning when he told me, hey, come on get in the car. 
I didn't know where we were headed or what the day would bring, but I just trusted my dad. If he told me to come along with him, I didn't need to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, sure, there might be the natural question that I did ask, where are we going? But as a child, even if he responded with his answer of, oh, we're just going up the spout, I was never really concerned or worried. You know, it didn't matter if we were going to an amusement park or if it was only a short trip out to the hardware store. I knew he would take care of everything. It would all work out fine in the end. Now, do you have that same sort of trust that God is in control of everything in your journey through life? If he tells you to come along, but he doesn't tell you everything that's going to happen, are you able to be content just to follow his lead? I know that's a difficult one for me, to have that same sort of trust, that same sort of reliance now as an adult. But I want to be like that eight-year-old version of me with my dad. I want to be content that God will take care of everything if I allow him to be in control. And that's what we want to talk about today on The Inner Life, how we can be ready to accept God's leading for our lives. Even if we don't understand everything, or if that's not what we want at the moment, or at least we think it's not what we want at the moment. We want to look at how we can grow in our trust of God's will for us. And joining us today as our spiritual director here on The Inner Life, Father Ethan Southard is back with us once again. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles and pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California. Father, welcome back to the program. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you. Happy Epiphany. Uh, yes. I love hearing that story um, you know, about your dad taking you on that trip to the amusement park. And uh, what a what a beautiful way to express you know God's will for us you know are we trusting and uh, yeah the epiphany I think helps us to open our our eyes and and a deeper trust uh, to God's manifestation His uh, revelation of His will in our lives but it's it's great to be with you again today Josh well Father Ethan as we get started here today talking about understanding and accepting God's will His leading in our lives. It's really easy to accept God's will in our lives if we ask for something or, you know, if, if he says yes, if, if there's no question on where he's leading, if we don't have to go through a lot of, you know, what does God want from me? Or, boy, this is not what I want, but it seems like what God wants. If there's none of that, it's really easy. But if he says no, or it's hard for us to understand, then it becomes difficult. But Before we even dive into some of those moments in our own lives, I think it might be good for us to talk about understanding God's will in general. When we talk about understanding the will of God for uh, the church, for humanity, for the world, where are some good places, some good principles to start in understanding what God's will is? Mm, That's great. Um, well, I, I go back to you know to Jesus right before he uh, he went into the crucifixion, you know, just after the Last Supper. Uh, so this is in the Gospel of John 13, and um, you know he's getting ready to to leave. He says, you know, my children, I'll be with you only a little while longer, and then he says, I give you a new commandment: love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love love one another. And, you know, I think plain and, and simple, just right, cutting right to the heart of everything, I think that's 
that's God's will for our lives is that we would love one another. But this is the, the deep invitation is he's not saying just love with your own love. He's saying love one another as I have loved you. And so, you know, at the heart of it, God's invitation, his will for our lives is to is to be love, is to come into communion with him. And and so to that's the, the last and the greatest commandment he gives us, the new commandment, to love one another. And so everything that we do in our lives should be permeating with God's love. That's the great will. That's the great, the deep invitation. St. Augustine says, you know, do whatever you want, but do it with God's love. He says if you're, if you're being moved and motivated and, and inspired with God's love, then, then everything that we do is going to be an expression of God's love. And actually the readings from earlier today, it's the, it's the first letter of John, and he, gets, he goes right back to it again. And he says, um, he says, in this is love. If we start to wonder, okay, well, what is love? What is love? <laughs> if that's the great commandment, love one another, well, what is love? And John says, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. And so that's that's the great will, that's the great commandment, is that we let God love us. We allow him to love us. You know, sometimes we could have our own agendas or ideas or kind of like what you're saying, what if it doesn't align with what God's wanting for us? Well, we have to, to rest and, and put down our guard, put down our our own agendas and let God love us so that then we could love. Hmm. You, you know, as you're saying that too, the other thing, you know, there might be our own will, our own agenda. There's also, I mean, so many of us in our lives through relationships, through, you know, whatever it may be, we experience a lot of hurt and then it becomes mm. difficult to love. How, how can we, how can we get past that hurt and allow mm. God to love us and not put up those walls, those barriers? Mm. Yeah. And that goes right back to you trusted your dad and so obviously there had been a, a loving relationship. So your dad could say, hey, get in the car. Let's go for a drive. And you do. And there, there was just an openness and a, and a trust. Um, you know, so there wasn't a barrier. You were able to go and, and to go with your dad. Um, you weren't concerned or worried, and, it, and it, it would work out in the end. So, but unfortunately, you know, all of us have experienced in in some way, uh, a tragedy or a betrayal or a hurt, um, whether it was real or whether it was just a misunderstanding. So how do we get how do we get by that? Well, I think it's um, again it's continuing to receive God's love. I, I just think back to Saint Paul, and in Ephesians chapter four, he he was a prisoner. He says, I then a prisoner for the Lord. He wasn't in a good, he was being hurt. <laughs> it wasn't the club, you know, some great vacation. He was in prison. But he says, I urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you've received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another through love. 
striving to preserve the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. One body and one spirit, as you were also called to the one hope of your call. And so, it again, it, it goes back to um, if, if we've been wounded, if we've been hurt, if we've been let down, um, and, and we have those barriers up, then, you know, we invite God into that space and we just spend spend that quiet time allowing God uh, to love us. And, and that could be, you know, going to confession, um, you know, to forgive someone, but it's <laughs> we can't even forgive without God's love. <laughs> so again, it, it just keeps coming back to, to receiving God's love. And he gives us those helps. He does give us the sacrament of confession. He gives us the Eucharist. You know, he gives us uh, our, our our baptism, where we're being, you know, in Ephesians, he says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So it, it does come back to that um, that trust. And, and uh, if we don't trust enough in God, if, if we, things have happened in our lives and we've we're blaming God, well, that's a, a space to uh, to open up and to invite God into that relationship to reveal, God, what are you doing? Why did this happen in my life? But again, it's it's that conversation, it's that relationship, it's that love of God. Mm. And that word relationship, I mean, that that's that's key right there, um, uh, Father. Okay, so you know, we've we've at least kind of uh, talked about in a general sense. What is God's will for each of us, you know, um, as members of the body of Christ? But then trying to understand individually God's will for us in the the details of our own lives, that discernment process. Sometimes that could be easy. You know, does God want me to go to Mass this Sunday? Sure. You know, does he want me to be honest when I file my taxes? Yes. <laughs> so those things are pretty straightforward, but other times it's much more difficult does God want me to leave my current job and take this other offer of employment? Uh, you know, I might want that new job. It might have a better salary and other perks, but is that really what God wants for me? Um, you know, am I supposed to take this new step? That might be a tougher question to figure out where God's leading me. How should we approach those questions where God's will isn't just outright expressed in scripture or, you know, uh, the catechism, where we have to say, what do I do? Hmm. Well, I, I, I think it goes back to um, that relationship, like you mentioned, Josh, and being able to, to really listen and to, um, you know, God God came into the world and it wasn't uh, any way that we would expect it, you know, God came in to basically to the slums. <laughs> you know, He was born born out back. They didn't have a place for Him to stay, and and He was born right in the midst of the animals. And it was a cold night, and you know, who were the ones that came to visit Him first? They were the shepherds. They were, you know, I've I've been driving around. Uh, here in Los Angeles, so we see a lot of people living on the street in tents, uh, on the sidewalk, just in sleeping bags. And 
you know, I, I look at them as, as the shepherds of today. They were the ones that were out in the fields and, and God inspired them and moved them. So there's something about, um, a poverty in spirit where, you know, we, we don't have where, where that agenda is, is stripped away. You know, God was able to speak. The angels came and spoke to the shepherds, you know, to those who had no means. God came to those in in that situation. Uh, he was born in that situation. Um, so I think so often we can trick ourselves. I can trick myself because I can get caught up in a loop of, well, w- what should I do and where should I go and what should I, I be and how am I going to do this and what's next? But it's there's still a richness in my own spirit. But God says, you know, he, he blessed are the, the poor in spirit because they're going to, they're going to see God. They're going to hear God. And so, uh, you know, the, those shepherds, they were the first to get the message. And so they were able to go and, and to move. We look back to the Magi, you know, they had a lot of resources. They were people of, of privilege, but they, they had a poverty of spirit. They were open and seeking with a sincere heart, you know, God's, God's will, God's manifestation. And so they, those resources were actually put into use to go find Jesus. And when they came to Jerusalem, we heard that Herod and all of Jerusalem with him were greatly troubled because all of their agenda and, and their way of life was being challenged what does this mean for us what does this mean for my life it just it was a threat mm-hmm. you know here comes strangers saying well we we hear there's a messiah there's a newborn king and all of a sudden their world was rocked but they were able to make they they made the journey they went all the way to that little place way out back little old bethlehem and mm-hmm. and so for our own lives um, it, again, it, it comes back to that poverty of spirit as as the first place to start, because what's the point if if we're moving from a place of our own ego or our own our own ideas or our own agendas, and we're saying, okay, God, what's next? But all we're really hearing is our own voice or our own ideas of what we think is going to make the church better, or what we think is going to make the world better, or how we think we're going to improve our country or you know whatever the case may be if if that is really just rooted in ourselves then who cares mm-hmm. what we do <laughs> because it's going to be more of us right you know we're going to be well, troubled just like all of Jerusalem but if we come into that place of poverty of spirit where we just really just give up and say god you know i'm i'm just listening i i just want to follow you you know what is what is your will uh, for my life, and and then we re- we start to really just receive deeply, drink deeply uh, from Him, and let Him move us. I, I think that's the place we want to be. Yeah, and as you're talking about that too, you know, the Magi, and even with Saint Joseph, um, you mm. know, you said if mm. if we can have that attitude of God, I'm just here listening. We actually have to take time and make silence, make that moment where we will be willing to listen. We can't just fill our 
our our world, our you know immediate surroundings up with so much activity and noise that there's not that space, not that ability to hear when God does speak to us. I think that's important. And maybe we can pick up on that coming up next. I also want to open up the phone lines for our listeners here, Father. If you're listening today and you'd like to join the program, you can call in 888-914-9149 as we're talking with our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. John Eudes Church in Chatsworth, California, today talking about how we can learn and understand and accept God's will in our lives. When did you maybe struggle to accept God's will in your life? When did you pray for something and maybe God said, no, that's not what I want for you? How did you come about to a point where you were able to say, that's okay, it doesn't need to be what I want, just like what Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but your will be done? Or did you maybe ignore God's leading, and how did that turn out for you? Maybe you're going through that right now. You're having some difficulty trusting or understanding where God is leading you in your life right now, and you'd like some advice, you can call in again, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can also email us, relevantradio.com, and we'll continue our conversation right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Talking today on The Inner Life about accepting and understanding God's will for each one of us. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. And uh, when have you been struggling trying to understand God's will in your life? Maybe you're going through that right now and you'd like some advice, some encouragement. Maybe it's something where God didn't tell you initially what you were hoping for. You didn't get the answer you wanted. How did you respond? And how did that play out in your life? How did God work through that in your life? Or maybe you ignored God's leading. Maybe you said, nope, I don't want to do that. And (laughs) what happened then? How did God bring you back around so that you were able to uh, understand what his ultimate will was for your life? You can call in and share your story or talk with Father Ethan and get some advice if you're going through that right now. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. And uh, Father, right before the break, we were talking about having that ability to listen to what God says, that we're not so absorbed in what we want, that we're only hearing our own voice. And you were giving, you know, the the story of the Magi and their seeking, and one of the things that struck me was, you know, the Magi, they listen to what God's saying in the dream. St. Joseph, he listens Mm -hmm. to what is being told to him in those dreams that he has, and he doesn't push them away. He gives that time for listening for reflecting, and then not just simply listening and hearing, but also following the leading. And the Magi do the same, you know? Oh, well, we are going to have to go out of our way. It's going to take a little more effort to do the thing that we're being called to do, but they do it. They make that extra effort. And that listening and then responding, I mean, those are key elements here, you know? We're talking about understanding God's will, but it can't just end with, okay, I understand God's will, but then I do nothing with it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Josh. <laughs> and it's not easy, you know, often it's it's in darkness. You know, St. Joseph, it's a, it's a great story, but 
Um, but he went through a crisis. I mean, he was ready to leave Mary and Jesus. He was out the door. He says, I'm, I'm going to divorce her. St. Joseph was going to divorce Mary and leave Jesus to be with her. And, I mean, he was, that's where he was. That's what, what his discernment was doing. And, you know, he was understanding things on according to his own way, his own faculties. But, you know, he his heart was, was pure and, and open, and, um, and God was able to speak to him through a dream. But it had to be when, when everything shut down. It had to be when he was sleeping. You know, so, so often for us, too, you know, maybe we've discerned something and we're ready to make a move and we think it's the best, best uh, decision. And it's, and it's good and we'll do it in a nice way. Joseph was going to do it quietly. Um, and yet, you know, it was when he was, when his faculties, when his, when his normal thinking process, when, his, when he was in charge, when he wasn't in charge, he was shut down. He was sleeping and God was actually able to pierce through. So sometimes it's, it seems like tragedies happen in our lives or it seems like we're going into the dark and that could be really disorienting for us. Um, things are out of our control and we think it might be the worst thing that's ever happening to us, but maybe God is, is recalibrating us or maybe he's you know, rewashing our, our processes, our thoughts or our, our will and so in that downtime, there's actually, God's will is actually working because there, there is a power. There's a power in the gospel. It's not just something that, you know, that we control. You know, John, uh, Paul says in, in Romans uh, 1.16, he says, it's, it's the power of the gospel. And so, um, so, so that power is actually is actually alive it's it's moving that power of the gospel is love so yeah i think that's a perfect you know way of of as you were just sharing you know saint joseph and and there's a listening and and there's a responding but it's not it's not even just a responding of our own of our own will it's responding with god's own love it's what god is doing within us hmm. Our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard. And Father, let's go to the phones. We've got a few people who are waiting to speak with you. Mark is calling from Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Hi, Mark. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life today. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, uh, yeah, good morning. Uh, you know, I can remember a time in my life back in 2012 when, you know, when the world was supposed to end. Uh, there were a lot of things in my life that did come to an end. We, uh, I lost my job. Uh, we lost a home that we were in to foreclosure. I lost a gallery that I was in. I lost a professional dance partner. And I thought, you know, this, you know, uh, what do I do now? But, you know, the, the, the doors opened and I was able to get something that I really wanted. And that was a chance to live up in, uh, in, up in upper Michigan uh, to a house that we had up there. And it's something that I, always, that I always wanted. And I ended up getting to live there for a very short time, moved everything up there, moved my life up there. And then one by one, the doors up there started to close, and I thought, you know, what is really happening here? Uh, and at that time, it was all about me, 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 the stuff that I wanted. Not, nothing else mattered. I couldn't see anything else. It was all about just what I, what I wanted. And, you know, I, I didn't know it at that time, but the Lord was already having some things in place and showing me some, some wonderful things that were about to happen. Uh, 
And so I ended up not being able to stay up there and having to move back down here to Milwaukee. But, you know, what ended up happening is the Lord was so amazing in showing me that it is not about the small things that I wanted, but it was more about the bigger things that other people needed. So I had to, I had to, I had to become smaller so that other people and, and God could become greater and he could show me some of the things that other people needed uh, as opposed to some of the things that I wanted. It, it, it's not what I wanted. It's what, what God was showing me other people needed. And, you know, as, as, as a result of that, I've had some awesome opportunities to take care of family members with Alzheimer's. That, those Big, huge blessings that I have there could never have happened if I had just pushed and pushed and pushed for more about what I wanted. So um, the way that I overcame that is I, I just had to be I, I, I had to be humbled and I had to see that it's not about my wants. It's about other people's needs. So when when I saw that, I thought, you know, that little thing that I wanted to live up in Michigan is so small Um and it, it just it just didn't matter because there's other people out there that have far greater needs. And that's how I overcame that. And I have so much peace today because I get to take care of my mother with Alzheimer's. And I, I do that so willingly and so lovingly. That never could have happened with some of the things that I wanted. I had to change my wants for other people's needs. Mm. Wow, Mark, that's beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing and just, um, you know, sometimes I think we want to um, pin things down to just one moment. But if we kind of look back, like you said, this in 2012, there was, you know, this this great humbling. You were being humbled. You lost your job and the home and the studio and, and things like that. Um, and, and so there's a journey that God is is with us where it, it shifted, like you said, from me, me, me all the stuff you wanted, Mark, to actually being open, um, you know, to, to recognizing the needs of someone else like your mom and how beautiful that's, you're always going to have, you know, that, that memory, just knowing that you were, you were with your mom, especially during that illness. Um, it, that reminds me, Mark, just of, of Philippians, uh, two thirteen, And it, it says, for God is the one who for his good purpose works in you both to desire and to work. And so it's it's just the idea that God's actually the protagonist. God is taking an initiative in our lives. And so um thank you Mark that was really beautiful and and I'm and I'm sure uh, you're such a, a blessing and God is working through you with his love to those around you. You know, one of the other things that really stood out to me that Mark said, Father, is the fact that he has such peace mm. having come to this place where he is helping his mother, where he's let go of the things, those little things that he wanted in his life, to be able to see the bigger things that God is calling him to help others with in their lives. And I think that right there, that's also, you know, having that peace, that's going to be absolute confirmation that you have been following God's will, that you understood where God was calling you, you, you accepted that, you acted on it, and God will give you that peace. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, I think so often we could get uh, deceived uh, 
into, um, you know, we kind of buy into things that we think are going to give us peace or joy or, or happiness. Um, you know, uh, Paul talks about it in Colossians 2, uh, you know, 6 to 10. But he, he's he's talking about how we're, we're caught up in... Um, in, in something else, but but he's saying no. Be rooted in love. Walk in Him. See to it that no one captivates you with empty philosophy. You you share in this fullness now, and so if we're not allowing that divinity to dwell within us, we've we've been deceived. So we could be uh, what a friend had once called uh, we could be self-propelled Christians. <laughs> so without God's love, it's almost like we're Fred Flintstone. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're just we're trying to we're trying to you know push ourselves. We're trying to make it right. And God's like you're just you're being the protagonist. He says, "Let me do it." And and when we do, kind of like you're you're noticing in Mark, you know that peace is actually going to start uh, to come up within us. Now, Father, you obviously have been through at least one major process of discernment in your life, trying to understand if God was calling you initially to the priesthood. How did you work through that process, and what are some of the things that helped you? You know, one of the things that comes to my mind initially as I ask you that question is, you would have had other people helping you in that discernment process, and you wouldn't have been isolated by yourself. You would have had other people guiding you, helping you to see maybe where God is calling, what some of the indications or signs that God is giving you. So that's at least the initial thing that comes to my mind, is you don't do it alone. Mm. Yeah, well, you don't do it alone, but but also kind of like what Mark was saying, one of the things he said, that he had to be humbled. Oh, sure. So if if we've we've built you know this kind of life or um i mean for me i'm just going to look back to my own life um i was running away from god i i felt a call to the priesthood i think probably since i was i was born my mom said when i was just a, a toddler i ran up in the middle of mass and gave the priest a hug while he was celebrating mass so i think there was always something moving but in my my teenage and my teenage years, my my early college years, I was pushing that call away, and so I I didn't I wasn't interested in the priesthood, and I wanted to go and and find my own way and build my life, and I struggled a lot, and it just felt like every time I tried to make a, a move or it just felt like the doors were closing, and but the people that I was surrounding myself with wouldn't necessarily have helped me discern my way to the priesthood. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point God... right there. Yeah, you don't if if you're only surrounding yourself with people who are going to tell you what you want to hear, they're probably not the right people to help you in that discernment process. Right, or what they want to hear. Right. <laughs> so uh so you know there there did there definitely had to be a a, a re recalibration um and God was still working through all of those those struggles, through the failures, through the disappointments. But it, it came to the point in my own life, this is just my own experience. I remember I was living in Los Angeles and I was driving down the road and I started to have an anxiety attack. And it was just overwhelming, just all the, the questions of my life and what direction am I going to go. And, and I started crying 
and I and I I couldn't breathe, and so I just pulled off the road, anywhere. But you know the Josh, the place I happened to pull over into, it was a church parking lot. <laughs> so and I hadn't been to church in a long time, so. Um, so I, I went in just to kind of catch my breath, and it was, it was probably just after mass because there were you know some some sweet old ladies there praying the rosary, and and then I just started to feel peace wash over me, and so about a week later when I had another anxiety attack, I went back to that same place. I knew where to go, and so then the lady it must have been the same time because they were they were praying the rosary again, but I felt peace again. And so I started just to rest, and I, I would just sit, and and I could feel all this, you know, the questions of, well, what are you going to do with your life, and what's your next step, and what are people thinking about you, and just all of those voices, all of with inside me, and I could hear other people's voices, but I just had the grace, just to sit and just to let all of that kind of burn through. And so I would just I would just sit in, in kind of that quiet, and I wasn't doing any prayer. I didn't even really know how to pray. I didn't even know how to pray the rosary, to be honest with you. But I would just I would just sit and let God love me. And I would say, you know, I yes, I've I've messed up. Yes, I've done this wrong. Yes, I'm I'm confused. But God, I know you you know me, and you love me. And so I'm just going to rest in that, in that relationship of love, and I'm just going to sit here. So fast forward, he did start to bring some other people around. He brought uh, another friend. His name is uh, Scotty. So Scotty and I, we would get together, you know, once a week and pray and and just share stories, faith share. And we eventually became roommates and encouraged each other uh, onto the seminary. And, you know, met another, started going to confession again and met a a cool priest who, um, you know, we were able to uh, share with and and he would just he would have like a, a a prayer group, and we started going to the prayer group, and you could just feel the Holy Spirit there. So little by little, God was was reshaping my life, but it was nothing that I could have ever imagined. And and most of that journey, I had no idea where it was going or what the next step would be, but I just knew that God was with me in that moment. And I was, you know, talk about poverty of spirit. I was just too afraid to go anywhere else or to do anything else. So I just kept taking little baby steps. (laughs) I just kept taking little baby steps, just like a little kid, and just saying, okay, God, well, I'll just do this today. But I had no idea it would lead to the priesthood. Um, You know, little by little, it started to reveal. uh, He started to reveal that. And and one day I told God, I just said, okay, God, this was, I made this prayer before I went to bed. I said, God, this is what I want. I want to be married but I want my my wife to love you more than she loves me. You know, I I want to have a lot of kids. Um, I want to have whatever career. You know, I'm I'm ready to go back to school, but I want my career to be to serve you. And you know, so everything that I started to list to God, and and I continued on. And then He said, Well, well, how about the priesthood? And and I said, Well, I'm not worthy. And he says, you know, it's not about you, it's about me. Don't worry about that. I'll I'll give you my worthiness. I'll give you that to you. And he says, and you'll be married to the church. And you'll have a lot of kids, you know, the spiritual kids, the children here in the parish. And so everything that I had longed for, he was fulfilling, but it was in his way. And so I don't know if that's that's helpful. 
Um, but I think just really getting to the place of, like Mark had said, where, where you're humbled, there, there's a poverty in spirit. And so all of our own agendas and ideas of, or even our relationships with people that are only going to tell us what we want to hear or what they want to hear. But where, where's God in all of this? Yeah. You know, I like the fact that you brought up that it was just baby steps along the way, that it wasn't just mm. one day, all of a sudden you knew everything that God wanted for your life, mm. that it was just mm. this little by little, I'm here, I, I, I want to I be with you, God, and where do you want me? And then, again, going back to what we talked about earlier in the hour, that relationship. You know, you told God, these are the things that I'm craving, that I want in my life. These are my desires. And God said, yeah, let me not give them to you in maybe the most traditional way you think. Let me give them in a better, more fulfilling way that you will appreciate uh, by you being a priest by being able to be here, part of, of uh, you know, my family and shepherd my children. I, I love that, Father. Again, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Ethan Southern, today talking about how we can understand and accept God's will in our lives. And maybe that's something you've struggled with. Maybe uh, you have had a difficult time trying to say, not my will, but your will be done, God. And did you reject God's leading in your life? How did that go? Or maybe you're in the midst of that right now. You're having that difficulty trusting, following God's leading in your life. You can call in and speak with Father Ethan at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Judy, I know you've been holding for a while. Thanks for being patient. We'll get to you coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director, Father Ethan Southard, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, the pastor of St. John Ute's Church in Chatsworth, California, talking about understanding God's will in our life. And not only understanding, but accepting it, especially in those moments where it might be difficult to accept it, and of course, then uh, (laughs) acting on it, not just letting it lie there dormant. And how has that played itself out in your life? Or maybe you're going through that difficult time trying to understand God's will for you right now. You'd like a little bit of advice, um, some insight. You can call in and speak with Father Ethan at 888-914-9149, And Father, let's go back to the phone. Judy's listening in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Judy. You're on the air with Father Ethan. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, an experience of letting go of something that I taught for over 25 years. Uh, just a little background, if it's okay, a certified exercise specialist with multiple professional affiliations, a nursing background and everything. Started teaching a form of Tai Chi and yoga for a good amount of my life. Uh, five children, 11 grandkids now. Life is really full. Um, I've been in the health and wellness for a long time, and so I kept asking God, okay, send me a sign, Lord, that, that you know, this is where I should be. But yet in my deep soul, I could not freely talk about God, who I loved so much. I did anyway, uh, in my own way, but always was hesitant. During the COVID period, two years, this past two years, everybody's have gone through a lot of stuff, right? We all have a story to share, but 
I grew closer to Jesus and um, I'm 67 and I feel like, oh my gosh, it took me so long. Lord, what, what took me so long to love you so much to realize how much you love me? Okay, so so I'm I'm here now, and I'm no one can take away my peace. But I'm was supposed to have a spiritual uh, direction meeting this morning with my a new spiritual director after 13 years. I was in one along. I had a spiritual director years ago. Well, she ended up in the hospital. So I figured, you know what? I was listening to you guys, and I thought ah, I should call and just share my story. So I I called. I this is like five years ago. I asked my daughter to uh, take type. Tai Chi, this form that I was teaching, and yoga off my website. It was really big. I had a website. I did multi, a, a ton of different things. It was really hard because I was a kind of like a senior teacher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Eagle was there, and, oh, this is good. I can do this. But then she sat down and asked me, why are you doing this? And I go, I don't know. God's calling me. Well, I found that when I went to, so back up, now, this is five years ago, I went to a women's wine and new evangelization for Catholic women, and at that, at that, they had a vendor there for Pietra Fitness, and this is something that I was praying about. Talked to the uh, uh, the inventor of this beautiful strength exercise program that involves scripture and the spiritual word, spiritual uh, word of God. And I prayed about it. Talked to her. Cried about not taking my stuff off. Why can't I keep it? My heart is in the right place. I, you know, asking God for a sign, but I don't think I really listened. Look back at hindsight, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these people did. God was talking to me. I just wasn't listening. I was trying to do my own thing, you know. And so um, even listening to – so I, I, it's hard for me to stay focused, but just with all of that that took place, I'm here now after COVID, drawing closer to God, uh, going to Mass online every single day, brought me to sign up for this Pietra Fitness, which I'm involved in now, and it's more scripture study than it is exercise. I always had that imbalance of, okay, I'm, I'm selfish, i got to work out, I've always worked up, worried about my weight, blah, 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 vanity, all this stuff that I'm learning, the closer I get to God to realize the more I sin, the more I have to forgive myself, and that's the hardest part. Boy, am I doing okay so far? I don't know how much time I have. but Well, um, yeah, Judy, we are running a little I, short on time here, but, you know, yeah. as you're talking about that, you know, Father, I want to give you an opportunity to respond here, too, but it just strikes me that, you know, Judy, it sounds like she's just so energetic from having been able to move forward and find that place in her life where she feels, you know, yeah, I really am where God wants me now. Mm. Yeah, and thank you, Judy. It's it's so beautiful just to hear your your relationship as it's continuing to grow with God. Even you know at you know you're you're 67, and and God is continuing to reveal Himself. And you know I, the the passage comes to mind just for this whole uh, topic today. You know from Isaiah where he says, you know, He came to bring glad tidings to the poor, and to to set the captives free. And so you know God's will is that that we not remain bound to whatever, you know, things we're attached to or whatever, even our own thought processes that weigh us down, but that we could be free. And so even in the difficulties, Judy, like you said, we've all got a story to tell from these past couple of years, but, but that God could even be with us even in those difficult moments. It's like you're in, you're in St. Paul, Minnesota, you know, St. Paul, he was in prison and God was still with him even in that difficult circumstance. So even if 
you know, things aren't going the way that we would like them to, that we can still find that peace of what you're talking about, Judy, even in those in those difficult moments. Thanks so much for calling in, Judy. And uh, Father, we are down to our last few minutes here, but one thing maybe we can talk about, do you think we can go too far in trying to discern God's will for us in the little details of life, maybe even the minutia of life? Because my thought is that certain things, especially if those things are morally neutral, I don't necessarily need to bring those to God, because it probably doesn't matter to God whether I get up in the morning and I put on a blue shirt or a green shirt for the day, or if I eat an English muffin, or if I have a bagel for breakfast, you know, but my thought would be, if I get bogged down in trying to discern God's will in every little detail of my life, then that might be keeping me from doing more productive things that can build up the kingdom of God. I could be distracted by unnecessary discernment and missing opportunities to serve God, God in, in larger capacities. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it, it does. And I, I think, um, you know, we can, that, that relationship with God, you know, I think some, sometimes those, um, whether it's a green shirt or a blue shirt or, you know, whatever the, the minutia might be, uh, we can get kind of caught up in that. But even, you know, even in, um, I, I know we've kind of behind the scenes we've we've been talking about Luke chapter yeah. twelve, and um, you know in in thirteen fourteen you know someone in the crowd said to to Jesus he says teacher, you know tell my brother to share the inheritance with me, and he replied to him friend who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator, and so there's. Um, you know, Jesus continues on. He says, "Take care to to guard against all greed, for though one's one may be rich, in in uh, one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. So those possessions, you know, the greed or or even just our ideas of what we think, you know, uh, this life is about. You know, God is saying Jesus is inviting us into something deeper. He's he's just saying, look, you know, I'm human and divine." You know, yes, there are human concerns that we do have. He says, but let me take you to my Father. Let's let me draw you into that relationship with my heavenly Father, and let's start to shift our minds, our our thoughts to heavenly things, mm, because yeah. you know we pray in the Our Father on earth as it is in heaven. You know, so that heaven isn't just something. You know that that divine life isn't just something for when we die or for something that we hope for thousands of years from now, God wants, you know, God, his plan, his will for our lives is that heaven would be here on right. earth. We can experience now. that heaven now. That, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's such a good note to end on too, Father, as we're trying to discern God's will in our lives. Uh, down to about 30 seconds, can I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing as we conclude the hour? Certainly. Uh, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may God continue to bless you through the uh, intercession of Elizabeth Ann Seaton so that our eyes may continue to be open to see his presence in every situation, in the poor, in the uneducated, in those who are left to the margins, that we may have an epiphany in our lives and that may, we may be continued to be drawn into God's love. May God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Father Ethan Southard, thank you so much for being our spiritual director. Of course, stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next, followed by The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. We'll be back tomorrow with Father Michael Hurley talking about those New Year's resolutions, spiritual resolutions. How will we grow spiritually in this upcoming year? We'll talk with you then.